street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Morning. Morning. What's up? Survey board. I do have a survey board, but I'm not really doing a survey per se. Uh, what you got? I'm recording and live streaming. Um, nice. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, because I think I've seen you around with the kind of the live streaming thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I record and live stream? Are you down with that? Oh, you're just like, yeah, what, what's it about, though? What you got? What I'm doing, I'm interviewing people, like, for five minutes to uh-huh. see what deeply held belief do they hold and why. Yeah. I think I've heard, yeah, you're at the religious panel. I remember you kind of talking about that a little bit, I think. I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't? Okay. I've seen you sometime with your GoPro. Maybe, were you, you hang around the SSA table a little bit when they're kind of doing their thing, or? I try not to, oh, okay. but I, I occasionally will stop by and say hello. Maybe that's when I, I saw you, because I remember you having the GoPro on. Oh, yeah. Maybe you talking about that a little bit. I thought that was did you go to the religious thing? I did last year. I, that's why. Because oh, it was just last week, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh no! I was, yeah. That's why I was even going up the steps as I was hoping they were around to kind of check and see. Oh yeah. If the, when it was going to be, because I I kept trying to be in touch, like when it was because I was going to invite students to it. Oh wow! Because yeah, I went last year, and uh, I remember a group of agnostics I brought. They they were actually digging the Krishna kind of point of view, so they they were interested more about the. The Christian, or whatever it was, the Christian Science. Interesting. They, they are you it. associated with the SSA in any way? No, I mean, uh, on, I always love Ask a Atheist Day, and uh, so that's when I kind of just get to know them a little bit better and yeah. ask questions. So okay. I, I just know Charles, just got to know him better through that. He's a great dude. Yeah, feel, you know, yeah I, I definitely. I'm Anthony, by the way. I'm Austin, yeah. Nice hey, to meet you, Anthony. Same here, same here. Yeah, so I'm actually with uh, on staff with Campus Ministry called the Navigators, and so, yeah, I just like to. Uh, on Campus Ministry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Campus Ministry called the Navigators. Yeah. You bring, uh, you bring agnostics yeah. to discussions about religions and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that definitely, since they're in that kind of seeking stage, I, I felt that would be helpful for them because uh, okay. when they self-identify that you know they're curious about other worldviews. Yeah. Just to show them that was it. Because of course, you know, when I'm meeting with them, I'm hoping to develop a relationship. Uh, teach and share about the Christian worldview, okay. but at the same time, I'd be like, hey, this, this was not something that I was like, oh, I, man, I, I really want them to see the other worldviews, but because of my relationship with Charles, I was like, hey, they had this religious panel thing on, it'd be interesting to see what this would be like for you guys, since you're in this stage, you self-identify as agnostic. And I have to give you props for, uh, for being so open to other worldviews like that, especially with people that are in that delicate phase of trying you know. to figure out what's really true. Yeah, because it's almost like it's like you're a parent. You can't like just, you know, shelter your kids from everything. Eventually, there there is this natural curiosity. And if I honestly do believe mine to be the truth, that for me, I thought that would be more even an affirming thing to take them to all the world views. I mean, that'd even be the hope. Is like, hey, this should be something that should be kind of enticing about this, you know, kind of train of thought. And then if it doesn't, then so be it. It takes you this way. Experience the fullness of what that train of thought would, would lead you to. But at the end of the day, I believe mine to be the most fulfilling and believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. If you live that out. So if I understand, Austin, you're yep. so confident that you have the truth, that you're comfortable exposing people to varying philosophies, because you're not you're not worried about it. You think that yours would stand up to the scrutiny. Absolutely, yeah, because that's what I feel too. And I, I'd even want them to even follow it so they can experience it. I, I'd rather them you know, be experiencing something than still kind of be in this deciding, questioning, kind of learning phase. I mean, okay. So they get more of a you know, better decision-making at that point. Last year, how many agnostics did you end up bringing to that prayer? 
just just so pe so people know. Yeah. The SSA, the Secular Student Alliance, every year hosts a prayer summit or uh, really? what is it called? It's a prayer summit. No, no, no. They don't call it that. It's like a religious summit uh, or something. Oh, you're talking about the religious panel. Like? The religious panel. Oh, okay, yeah. And you. Uh, can we turn this way? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, we'll see. There we go. That's yes, even that's better. Yes, that's better. Yes, that is good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you missed the one that was last week. Yeah. But you did go last year. How many? How many agnostics did you end up bringing? So I just to brought, it? Yeah, I brought two. So okay. A guy named. Well, yeah. don't, you don't have to get in their names. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's say that you brought 20 to it. Oh, wow, that'd be fun. And uh, they all said, you know what, I, I think that atheistic position is probably the most honest to be. Mm. What would your reaction be? I'd be like, uh, I'd, be, I'd be interested to see, like, so as an atheist, you know, what, what, how would you personally want to live out your atheism? I'd be curious to see how they would feel about that. I would just say, like, oh. hey, is there, is there, are you set in this worldview, or is there any more curiosity to still learn about what we've been learning about in our relationship okay and so but yeah I would give them freedom if they had made that choice to be like well obviously I'm looking for people that want to grow in this so I'll let you guys if you if you want community that SSA claims to you know this is a community where you can find this and continue to grow in this worldview and you know create relationships that way I guess I kind of just kind of lend you guys this way you know would you be disappointed at any, any level that you were to lose 20 people to a competing line of thought I mean, it's, it's more kind of sad because, again, it's like I come from this worldview that this is not only just the truth, but it's like the most fulfilling. So in mm. a sense, like, it'd be kind of a temporary thing. It's like, oh, I'm glad they could find, you know, kind of temporary fulfillment. But at the, at the end of the day, I would feel that. And, you know, the hopes would be like, hey, uh, I would it seems like I'm going to lose relationship with these people. But it's kind of be more focused. Like, they're just now going to be kind of my prayer and thoughts. It was like, my guys kind of have to let you go. But at the same time, like, hey, here's a group that's going to love you for what you believe in. And they believe the same things as you. And you can have community. But yeah, of course, just to have that much people, that much potential to kind of grow your group. I mean, there, there's always going to be some disappointment. Sure. Yeah, it's about the, the loss of the relationship because it's like this was the only reason related. I'm not. I'm not an insider here. I'm not a student. I'm here with this ministry. This was our basis of relationship. So even on the relational level, it's it's sad to see that go. Yeah, I would imagine so. If I had that same. Yeah, because again, because about your know, community, about you know, culture is about belonging. It's like. I wanted you to belong to this train of thought. Even though you weren't there yet, I wanted this to, this to be a process. But is, now you belong to this. Is the reason why you believe it that it's true, why you think that it's true, is because you find it fulfilling? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point of view. Uh, good question. Yeah, fulfilling. And just for me, even just logically, just you know, looking at it, that, that's what I always enjoy uh, talking about with the opposing view is just you know seeing the truth in the matters I mean again it's just just evidence for both sides but the way evidences are expressed to plays a, a heavy heavy impression on me as well there's evidence too if we were to look at a pie chart of a hundred percent and carve it up between fulfillment and evidence as the reasons why you think that it's true why you believe it why you think that God exists mm-hmm and we could even make little slices in that pie available yeah. for perhaps other things that you haven't mentioned yet. But how would you carve it up? Yeah, so I think that'd be a tough one to kind of, because again, like with belief in God, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a faith kind of thing. So again, evidence is kind of an affirming factor to it, but I don't think there's any way I could say like, I've proved that God exists. And that's not even my, my basis for sharing about God's existence. I'm not trying to prove that he exists, I can't. And so that's even the, the disappointing thing with atheists that want empirical evidence for God's existence, like, I can't give you 100%. Like, to say, like, my belief for God's existence is 100% evidence-based. 
and even just say like the fulfillment with it. Okay. So again, that's that's kind of tough for me to put a, a ratio on. If it. I if I understand you properly, are you saying? And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If this is not what you're saying, but are you saying that? Faith is a foundation from which your fulfillment and the evidence that you that you see the, the the fulfillment that you get and the evidence that you see is resting on a foundation of faith. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. Okay. Help, helping me carve out my my belief system even better, more eloquently and concise. Okay. Well, good. And then in any other things that we might discover later on as justifications for holding the belief would also be resting on faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, basically, yeah. of course, specifically in this case, you know, faith in you know Jesus, His claims, yeah, it's everything He brings to the table. Okay. Yeah. Can I get a sense of how sure you are that this belief is true on a scale from zero to a hundred? Like, zero percent is I'm all doubt, no confidence. Hundred yeah. percent, all confidence, no doubt. Yeah. And we don't have to do the scale, or you don't. And we can do the scale because I feel like it has to be an all-in thing. There can be emotional times where, you know, you feel less or more, but I, at the end of the day, you have to say, I fully committed this, so I'd, I'd have hmm. to give 100%. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So with faith being the foundation, that would be the most interesting thing that I'd want to focus on if we were to talk. Yeah. And before we spend time talking about faith, yeah. I want to get an idea of the impact faith would have on the confidence of your belief. So if we talked and you ended up walking away thinking, perhaps faith isn't as reliable of a, of a method for building a foundation from which to base all this other stuff on. Mm-hmm. What would that do to your position at the 100%? Yeah. I'm more of to say, you know, what is my faith in? What is what is the foundation by which I've placed my faith in would be the most important thing I would want to assess is you know, what criteria are we placing the faith in? I think is the important measure. I'm not sure I follow, I'm sorry. I was more to say like uh, yeah, faith by itself, I, I feel it's just important like what you're believing in, that's that's what makes it important. We just have to assess, like, what is it that you're giving your faith to? But you're more ever saying just, like, faith as the criteria of, like, your foundation for belief. Yeah, like, uh, number one, I'd, I'd really like to get a definition of what you mean by faith. Mm. But perhaps even before we get to that point, if we if we analyzed this foundation of faith and found that it was riddled with cracks and it was just flimsy as all get out, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that it is, yeah. but if, 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 yeah. if it was... If you walked away thinking, oh my goodness, you know, faith really isn't all that reliable. Mm. Would it have a corresponding impact on your position at the 100%? Mm. Well, yeah, if the, if the case was made and it legitimately rocked my, my foundation, absolutely would, I mean, at that point. But I think it would either be, I think it, there, there would just, I don't think it would lower the percent. I think it would just put you know, kind of this, this more the kind of feelings based. I feel like it, it either the faith has to be all in or all out. You know, I feel it's, it's an all-encompassing kind of thing. But, but if you were to realize that faith wasn't reliable, mm. would that immediately lower you down to the 5% mark? Faith wasn't reliable. I don't think so, no. Because no. I, I could even be fine with the fact that faith is not the best determinant, it's not the most reliable. Okay. Because again, with what I've placed my faith in. Would it bring you down to the 50% mark? 
don't think so. No. Would it bring you down to the 95% mark? Yeah, because again, I, with the criteria I've placed, it just, uh, it'd be the all-in, all-out mark. It'd either have to be a case where I'd have to place my 100% faith in something else. You know, I'd have to place 100% into evidence-based reasoning. Okay. And, and go through that. It'd be like, okay, now I'm all into this. Yeah, so yeah. That's more of my personality type anyway, it's just to do that. That's, that's going to be all. Okay, I think, I, I think... Well, it sounds like you're saying that if you were to realize that faith wasn't reliable, you'd find other reasons to continue holding the belief. Yes. Or, I mean, I don't think I would hold that, that belief specifically because it is faith-based. I would find where other types of thought could lead me. You know, like I said, if it's not faith that I can trust, then I would go to other things that I could trust. Like that's why I'd say, like, mm. I guess I'd have to turn this into evidence. Oh, logic. okay. Yeah. So you still believe in something 100 percent? Yeah. But I would just no longer use faith as the measure to do that. Okay. Yeah. But with regards to believing that a God exists, that your God exists, yeah, you're 100 percent sure that your God exists, mm -hmm. and that's all resting on a foundation of faith. If you were to discover that faith was unreliable, that nobody should ever be putting anything on that foundation, and I'm not saying that we could do that, what impact would that have on the 100% of your God belief? Mm. Okay, I got you, yeah. Well, I think that would, if it could truly be shaken, then at that point, just the, the 0% would have to be thrown into the mix a little bit, you know? You drop significantly. Yeah, if, it, if I reasonably thought, if I just thought there's no way I could, this faith can, you know, extend this gap towards existence, this can bridge the gap, then yeah, at that point, I'm like, this doesn't need to be there. Austin, what is your definition of faith? Yeah, I like what uh, Hebrews 11 once I like that, but that's uh, always a good one. Because it literally says, like, faith is this, you know, so it's always kind of the, the go-to one I like. Okay. Grab that right quick. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I was like this, you know. So Hebrews 11 says, like, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence, confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. I'm just writing that down. Because yeah. this is important. I want to make sure yeah. that I understand it. I want to, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we don't see. Yeah. Do you find, your, do you find yourself using faith for other aspects in your life besides concluding with 100% certainty that your God exists? Do you have confidence in in things that you hope for mm -hmm. and assurance in things that you don't see? Do you use faith for other aspects of your life? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, I guess you could say different reasonings of thought, but even faith that you know, I don't fall to the ground. You have faith in the, the, the laws of nature, the laws of logic that I can even, yeah, I don't just go out of my mind in just the next minute, I don't you know, fall through this dimension. I don't transport randomly. I don't explode. I mean, things like that. I mean, if 
feel like I have to believe that these things are going to remain constant in a sense, but I guess we could even argue that is faith the, the determinant of that. Because those would be things that you can see, yeah, right? Yeah, you can see, you know. Can you think of another a better example where you might say, I use faith for that? I, I hope that it's true. Um, I have confidence in things. I'm hoping that it's true. I'm yeah, assured in like it. Like in relationships, you know, if I if I invest in this relationship, I'm hoping that there can be this kind of fulfillment. I'm hoping that there can be this this friendship, this this joy that's created within. I definitely think in that sense. Can you can you think of an example of a relationship that you that you hold today, and that you would say it's faith? It's based on something that you hope for and something that it's not seen. Mm -hmm. If we're still keeping like the, the personal relationships, I think with like a friend Juan, I'm, I'm hoping by being vulnerable to him, like I don't get judged by the the the, the, the tough things about myself that I share. We're still kind of going down that avenue of like what I'm hoping for when I do that. I don't know what I'm gonna you know, see from his reaction. I don't know what I'm gonna hear. But I'm hoping to receive acceptance. From so these are kind of like Can you think of a more specific example? Yeah. Like with this friend? Yeah, or just like something like specific. That, that's what I'm saying, like me just sharing stuff from my life, like things that I've failed in doing, like just character flaws. Me sharing a character flaw with this friend in the hoping of not receiving judgment, but just oh, okay. expressing okay. myself to him. So um, let's pretend that you have this friend and you, you recognize that you have this character flaw that, I don't know, um, I don't want to say anything bad about you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but let's say you're, you have trouble with people's names, yeah. okay? Which I have that problem too. So you meet somebody and then like the instant you meet them, you forget their name. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking about telling your friend this character flaw and you hope that he doesn't judge you on it. Mm. And then that's an equivalent of a faith that you would use yeah in the hopes that you know this friend's gonna accept me no matter what he hears in the sense that he's not gonna condemn me he's not gonna terminate the friendship yeah. the friendship's gonna maintain that full exposure just to express myself okay. and to admit my wrongdoings to admit my faults okay and to and to not be rejected for those things okay could your hope that that would be the case that he would not judge you mm -hmm. Can, uh, is there a way that we can test that he didn't judge you or that he did? All we can really test is like, you know, asking him and saying like, did you feel this or did, did you judge this or, or even just seeing his actions? Like, does he continue to be my friend? Does sure. he continue to, to showcase those actions? So if he stops replying to text messages, yeah. I, I know it's not a big deal like to yeah, forget like, people's names, but if... Yeah, if, denying call. Okay. Yeah, we're just saying if this was like a, the worst thing ever. Okay. We're going for that, but that was just one way to give a specific example. Okay. But he just stops you basically living out being my friend, or even to the point where maybe he's trudging through it, he's gossiping, he's slandering, he's defaming my name. You know? mm -hmm. He's walking the walk, but he's not talking the talk. You know, he's sharing secrets. He's so that in that instance of faith, where you would hope that he would be able to take on this knowledge of your personality and not be affected by it. We'd have a way of testing it to see if you were justified in being that hopeful, yeah. right? And having that assurance. Yeah. Because we could just observe his behavior. Mm -hmm. So, if faith is similar to those situations, to that situation, 
what would be the mechanism that you would use to determine that your assurance in this belief 100% was misplaced how could we test it in the same manner that we can test your friend's reaction so we're, we're trying to test like God's existence like that be the, the measure or more more maybe more how do we test the reliability of faith mm. when you apply it to this idea of the God existing mm -hmm. we have a way to test faith in the manner with which you're using it to conclude that this friend is yeah. you know he's okay he's cool with your deficiency right how can we test faith? How could you discover that your assurance in believing in something and having confidence in something that you can't see, that you hope for, yeah. really isn't reliable? Because again, it's it's like the friends. You know, it's it's actually living out the belief. It's living out as if God, this is who you say you are. This is what you said you would do. So now I'm going to live my life in a certain way that you said, do this, live by this, glorify me these, in these things, and seeing the, the actual fruit from that happen. So well, that, that's how you would tell that it's working. Yeah. How would you be able to tell that your assurance in this belief was misplaced, that it's... Mm. What, if, what if, Austin, what if you're believing in something that's not true? How could you figure it out? How could you figure out that what you're... this assurance that what you can't see that is true? question I'm trying to think yeah what, what could be yeah like basically like the list of like how, you know, what what things do I need to observe to be like this is not this is not equating to what I thought it'd be like this is not a, a proper foundation what's the corrective measure yeah that you have at your disposal hmm. to prod that foundation to see if it's as reliable as you think that it is hmm. how can you how can you test it? How can you determine that it's not as reliable as you think that it is? Hmm. I don't know, I've never really looked at uh, testing measures to you know, try to see what would it take to disbelieve. Yes, yeah, so I don't even know how to make that assessment. It's something that I've just said, this is the journey I'm on, this is the belief that I have, and now I just want to press forward. So I don't know what it would, what it would take for me I guess that's even on a subjective level, like the experiences would have to just happen and then the, the disbelief would happen, but I don't know how to objectively say this is what I, I would need to see happen for me to disbelieve. I haven't thought out a list to what that would look like. If you don't have a way of detecting that you are mistaken on this belief, mm -hmm. how could you be certain that you're correct in it? Yeah, knowing the, the disbelief from the truth, yeah. Knowing that objective measure. Hmm. I do not know. Yeah. yeah. My mind's going blank because yeah, usually I'm a I'm a marinator, I'm a contemplator, so again it's not something I really that deeply on like what's it going to take for me to disbelieve you know what's it going to take to see like this faith is unreliable in a sense or you know, what that would take for me to see that in that sense do you think that you can take a little time to think about it and we can meet again yeah possible i don't know i, I guess i just need little, little starters to it, like what that could even look like I, I need kind of a framework of 
Like, what are we talking? I guess I need some specific examples of like, what does that look like? To what measure are we looking for here? What are we even trying to explain that that looks like to have disbelief in this sense? Is that something that you think you're capable of thinking about on your own? Uh, no, like I said, I need a little kind of example of kind of what we're even trying to discuss. Like, what what are what are some examples you've seen other people like their measures? Oh. Yeah, I need kind of some. I'm like, always a little reluctant to give suggestions to people mm -hmm. as far as what they would accept. Yeah. Because in my experience, the example that I give is accepted, mm. and then the person promptly goes out to figure out how they can disprove that mm. to maintain the belief. Yeah. So I've learned a long time ago not to do that because it seems fruitless. I think yeah. it would carry more weight, Austin, if you were to think of what is that one thing that I would have to see to realize that this belief is not real, that faith is unreliable. And well, you I mean, don't have to do it right now. Yeah, but all I can really say is like, because again, the, the lens through which you know, I truly have this belief in God is through Jesus, but the, what would cause me for disbelief is just a flaw in his character. A, a flaw in his character, a, it, which would not make him God, a, a lack of resurrection, a lack of the supernatural, that would cause me to disbelief in God. But I would just look at those kind of specific you know, examples you can see in history you can look at the evidences, but those, you know, because that's where I'm placing my faith. If if he lacks the divine nature, then I would disbelieve in the divine being. So I think that would be the big thing. Because okay, I think so, that's what's tough for me. I, to I think well, I think you're off to a good start. Yeah. But I might ask yourself, as you're going through this thought process, and we don't have to do it now. I have to do a class. Yeah. But as you're going through this thought process, maybe you can ask yourself, what would Anthony ask me if I were to say this? What would he question me on next if I were to say, I think I'd have to see some sort of character flaw in the God. What would Anthony ask next? I might ask, well, what would that flaw be? And then you can think about an answer and you can be like, now, what would Anthony ask about that? Mm -hmm. So that might be a fun exercise to go through yeah. until we meet again. The biggest thing I gotta ask is like the motivation, because I remember you saying you just you're just hoping to expand people's thought processes as far as deepening their thinking. Are you curious more about what people invest in? What what is your motivations behind the journey? Because again, for my motivation behind the journey, like what what benefits does this bring me? And since, like you said, it adds a deepener, a deepening foundation to my faith. If I can find out the disbelief from my faith, okay, is that is that your motivations behind doing this, or what's what's the hopes for you behind doing this? My motivation is to live in a world where people believe true things. Mm. And if that is your God, then I want to know about it. If that's her God or his goddess, then I want to know about it. Um, and that's my motivation. Mm. So would you say, are you on a journey of truth, or have you... Yes, sir. Have you that's, kind of, that's a beautiful way of, frame, of framing it. Yeah. 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 So this for you is just, you kind of want to go alongside people and say like, hey, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? To, that, that is a part of it, yeah. but to be brutally honest, the other part of it is, if you don't have the truth, mm. if your truth, Austin, is based on a shaky foundation, mm. I want to help shine that light on that foundation and crawl down under the rafters with you and highlight those deficiencies if they're there. Yeah. So.
Shine that light. Here's my card. Well, there you go. You can email me and maybe we can meet again. Thanks for speaking with me. I have you know. nice. Thanks for the questions, Anthony. Have a wonderful day. Got me thinking. It's good stuff. All right. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. Mm-hmm.